0: Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast. I'm David. This is my identical twin brother Jason. He always follows my lead. We have today with us Josh Richardson, who is the founder of Angel Armor. It's a bulletproof vest company that's global. It's blown up recently. I mean, it is absolutely ex- well, pardon, you know, Pardon the pun on that, that one. That kind of doesn't really work. Up. But, but it is amazing. And his dad, Kurt Richardson, is the founder of Otterbox. You've heard of that before. 50% of the cell phones around and the world life proof. Yeah, are using Otterbox. We get him today. He's got some amazing tips and tricks and just wisdom from how these companies began because he helped his dad start Otterbox, then he turned off to Angel Armour. This is awesome. Let's get right to it. <music> Okay. So obviously you went to college. You're amazing. You killed it, right? Isn't that what all entrepreneurs have to do? (laughs) Not even close.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I was never good at school. You know, I could never test. I'm a big um, visual and audio learner. That's how I learn. And that's how my brain soaks things in. And, you know, obviously we all know from a traditional standpoint, school is a testing and reading. And I always strive to get better at those things, you know, but for me it was a really tough thing, the testing piece. You know, I'd sit next to a buddy and we'd be learning math and I would get the concept. I would help even teach him and then we both take the test and I'd get a D and he'd get an A. And I you know, the night before I was helping teach him. Totally. You know, so I was <laughs> I was never good at school. I just wasn't and, and it wasn't for lack of effort. Sometimes it was, but you know, most of the time it wasn't for lack of effort. So for me, I just decided, you know, I really want to dive into the real world. And I went to a, a community college where I said, hey, I want to, you know, ch- check out this college thing. And I, I'll never forget, I walked into micro and macroeconomics and I walked into my teacher. I said, hey, you know, please tell me about the businesses that you've started. I'm so interested in learning <laughs> about business and life. And he goes, I I came right out of school. I've never started a business or been involved in business. (laughs) Oh, boy. And I I was like, oh, okay. Well, uh," you know, and and for me, that was like the beginning of the end. You know, I I soak in real world life experiences and and I love to learn by jumping in the deep end. I mean, that's, Mm. that's, where I thrived. So I didn't end up going to, to college. You know, I um ride right out of there. I had an opportunity. My dad had a product line that was called Cigar Caddy. And it's like these crush proof travel humidors for cigars for golf and, <laughs> and fishing <for laughs> and going outdoors. Now, what year was this? <laughs> what year was this? Um I don't even know right out of high school, (laughs) 2003. So probably like 2005. Got it. And so, um, uh, you know, he said he was getting rid of the product line. And so, um, he's like, if you find somebody to buy it, you could maybe see if they'll run it. So I found this guy who had some money, sold spinal implants. And he said, Hey, um, I'll buy the company if you run it. And so I thought, Hey, he's going to mentor me and he'll do a lot of the heavy lifting and the strategy because he's an expert in business, you know? And so, He ended up buying the company and we got an office building and I'll never forget. We walked in the front door of this empty office building and he patted me on the back. He goes, all right, buddy, good luck. I'll be doing my other job. Oh, oh,
0: snap. Just dropped it on
1: you. Oh, whoa. Yeah. so Absentee owner, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's like right in the deep end, you know, from buying the desks to setting up the warehouse to getting our consumer relations management program up and going to everything. I mean, it was like, you know, my MBA, that was my MBA, just dump, jumping into the deep end and learning how to do business and learning how to, um, you know, grow a business and all the systems and processes and, and surrounding myself with good people. I mean, that was my baptism by fire pretty much into business. That, so was, your, after,
0: that was your MBA, bro. You got it.
1: That was it. So, you mean to
0: tell me that you don't have to go to school and get an MBA to be good at business?
1: Yeah, it's (laughs) you're spot on. What's interesting is most of the people I hire now have just tons of real world experience. I mean, when we're going through resumes here at Angel Armor, it's like, you know, I've had guys from Harvard come in and some of the Ivy League schools. And these guys, though it's not everybody and I'm not making a broad stroke, but some lack a a lot of real world experience. And some of these guys who've been out in the trenches digging and, and bettering themselves and in different industries and different businesses, they're very well-rounded and they've really taken our business to the next level. So by no means is a college degree necessary, um, I believe in succeeding in business. Now, if you're going to be a brain surgeon, you know, please go well, of course,
0: Jason and I talk about in our course, Expert Ownership, the online course we have. We say, you know, when you, when you as a business owner are looking at resumes, oftentimes you're looking at their credentials. When you shouldn't look at that, you should look at their production. What have they produced? What have they accomplished? Yeah. That is a completely different Uh, scenario there. So, so what was next? Okay. Now you're in, you, you, you've got this business up and running. What did you call it angel armor right from the beginning, or or this was the crushed the, 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 uh, the boxes for the cigars and all of these things
1: for sure. So right after that, um, you know, we ended up growing and selling cigar caddy. And then I moved to Asia to start our family business up in 14 different countries across Asia and and the name of that business. Otter box and life proof.
0: Otter box and yeah. life. Never proof. never heard of any of those. <laughs> Had a few of them. We've owned several. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, thank you for the support, fellas. So you, you know, were in it's, Asia. It's been it. Yeah. So I lived in Hong Kong and just traveled all throughout each week. I just lived on the road, went in, established our business, got loyal employees, and and built and 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 built that business from that standpoint forward. So it was a, a, again, trial by fire and just an amazing time in Asia. So I did that for about three and a half years. When I moved back to the United States, I said, you know what, I really want to do something that's really impacting people's lives. And that every day I can wake up fired up to go to work and Hey, we're really making a difference in people's lives. And, you know, we were really praying about it. You know, how do we, decide what industry to go into. You know, when you're at that type of crossroads where a lot of people are, it's like, you know, what what type of career do I pursue? What type of job do I look for? I mean, it's all about for me, passion, right? right. It's like, you know, what can you wake up in the morning and be fired up to go to work and pour your heart and soul into, because, you know, we all work for a living and why don't you do something that you're passionate and super excited to do every day? So, That's good. um, yes. Yeah. So the Lord brought an opportunity. That's crazy, mad scientist. He had literally, he had this ballistic technology. And, um, so we super long story short, um, you know, acquired the technology and then I, you know, my brother and I own angel armor 50, 50. Similar to very colors, so, you, very much so. Right? So yeah. So we we just brought it in and, and brought it surrounded ourselves with super smart people because that's what I believe. You know, back in the day, I was getting you know C's and my dad said, "It's okay, son. Just remember, always hire the A students. That's so, right.
0: Yes. <laughs> your dad is brilliant. <laughs> the, the A student, the A student works for the B student who manages a company owned by the C and D students. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> that's the truth but you know what so I we love just, okay I, I
0: want you go to ahead. I want you to pause there for one second because you know what I love about you there's two qualities and, and when we met you in Laramie uh, a week ago or a couple weeks ago um, uh, the thing that I loved the most about you are two things one you are a ravenous go-getter like you know how to get things done and two you are an expert at relationships and I just like listening yeah, to your you. story and, and, and when you've got these technologies and stuff, you didn't come up with those technologies, but you know how to connect people and you know how to yeah. get things done. And those two things, man, I'm just telling you has brought you extraordinary success. So you bought the technology yeah. and now you got smart people around you and how's it going? <laughs> It's going really well. I mean,
1: and, and don't, you know, I think all of us entrepreneurs and people who are starting businesses, you know, the first few years are, we call it here, it's a fight in the mud. You know, I mean, it's difficult to get a business up and going and there's um, no way to get around that. And, you know, there's been blood, sweat, and tears, literally um, to get this business up and running and any business that we've started in the past. And that's, I believe the price we pay in, in setting up the business and getting the right people around you and setting up the systems and processes and really diving in and deep and it's not easy work you know but that's the reward that comes from really putting in the hard work up front when the business starts to thrive so we're really st- being blessed these last 2 years or we're 7 years in mm. these last 2 years have really started to take off and um, we've had two saves from officers you know saved two officers lives where you know, they walked into a, to a building and the suspect shot him with a gun. And they're, they call us when they're home that night, Hey, I'm home with my family. Your guys' product saved my life. Huh. And, you know, hey, everybody in, around the office is praising the Lord and crying. And we're like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. it for. Yeah. Tell you us of the
0: product. So, so you're in what bulletproof vests. What else? And yes, who are your customers? Bull, yeah. Bulletproof
1: vests and um armored vehicles. So we do armored vehicles and, proof vests and rifle plates. So our products are primarily for law enforcement and military. And, um, you know, we support them and love them because we believe and know that they provide the safety and security for us to thrive as a, as a community wow. and for us to, whether you know be with our families or start a business or be together in fellowship, like they provide the the safety for us to do those things. So we're super honored to serve them.
0: Yeah. So you've got your why. I love that because if if the people in your company and your culture is built around your why, why you're doing business, uh, that's really that's going to help them flourish. So what's okay? I've I've heard of bulletproof vests before and everything. What's unique about Angel Armor?
1: So really, it's interesting because um, Dupont, Dyneema, um, you know, uh, Honeywell, a lot of these companies—they are the original manufacturer who makes all of the fibers, the raw product, right? The raw good. So any ballistic manufacturer, um, you know, any, any of the big prominent players, everybody has the same base raw material. So the innovations that happen are around really the design, fit, form, and function. Got so it. we. Re- yeah, so we really focus on the, the carrier, which holds the ballistics, weight distribution, um, functionality of the vest. And so that's really how we how we push forward the envelope.
0: Dude, and you guys, man, and you got great swag too, dude. <laughs> I mean, the whole Anger armor swag. We yeah. love your hats. You're definitely user-friendly. <laughs> I can assure you of that. All right, so has your dad given you good advice coming up? I mean, obviously, Kurt Richardson, the founder of OtterBox. I mean, he's a stud, absolute stud. We want to have him on our podcast at some point. Did he help you at all, or did he basically just let you flail around and figure it out for yourself?
1: So he's always been, you know, sprinkling wisdom in throughout my journey. You know what I mean? Um, but but a lot of times he says, you know, you need to dive in and learn it for yourself. That's and, good. you know, for me, I can, I can also be hard-headed you know what <laughs> <No>. i mean <laughs> so you know a lot of times he knows me as his son to say Josh you need to dive in the deep end and you need to scrape your knees and you need to mess up and learn from your own mistakes and and so it, there's been a big piece of that where he's let me and my brother really play out our own journey you know what i mean which then it's our journey you know and he still coaches us and loves us through the process but it's it's a lot of times been just us trying to figure it out and fighting in the mud. So you bring
0: up your brother. Great point. Uh, There's a lot of people listening to our podcast that are in a partnership. How do you and your brother get along? Like how do you handle your partnership and make sure that you guys continue moving down the path and you don't kill each other?
1: Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a really, um, a great point. And it's been, um, you know it's not easy sure. you know good partnerships are not easy and for us we're committed to speaking truth to one another mm. right and even if it's difficult so you know, we are talk about a difficult business decision or a difficult situation that happened within the, within the business. And he may have one perspective and I have another perspective. I'm very, um, go get it, you know, you know, I'm outward facing, love to travel, be talking in front of the customer, doing talks in front of people. And he like, he's more of a homebody. He's very analytical, very operational minded. And so we really mesh that way. But when a situation comes up, we think about it two different ways. And so understanding that he thinks about it one way, and I think about it another way, having grace for each other and really coming to a conclusion that is a compromise, right? Mm. Just like marriage, like it's the great compromise. And so compromising on something that we both feel passionate and strongly about, and ultimately a aligns with our morals, Mm. you know, we, and that's what I really liked about your guys course on entrepreneurship is it's all about, um, you know, expert ownership talks about, letting the, your morals be the guidelines of how you start and run your business. And for us, that, that sort of goes back to, you know, how does this align with our faith and our morals? And that's where we really find common ground and are able to move forward.
0: That's what we believe is the key to a partnership. If you think about a a ceiling fan and you pull one of the blades off, it's just completely out of balance. And if you're not morally aligned or values aligned, uh, or even mission or vision aligned, uh, the partnership's not going to work. So that's crucial. I want to, shift gears real quick. And just, I want to ask you, cause all through this, I've heard you say, Hey, we got in it. We've, we, you know, we just, we're working in the mud. I love that. Cause I've felt that before. What's the biggest mistake you've made in business and how have you overcome it professionally?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, nowadays the world really, and business in particular, it really provides, there's lots of opportunities that the world provides an entrepreneur to act with uh, in immoral fashion or, mm. in a, uh, you know, being dishonest yeah. or um, cutting corners um, and with the illusion that it'll get you ahead, right? Right. And, um, you know, in my, you know, business lifetime, you know, I've, I, in one particular instance, you know, I took the bait, I took yep. the lie. Mm. And, um, you know, what was interesting is for a season, it did get me ahead, it really did. And I said, wow, you know, this really works. And that was the lie, you know, of That's right. me being dishonest and, and, you know, acting outside of my morals and, oh boy, did it catch up with me. <laughs> wow. It always does. Always does. It always comes around, you know, what you reap is what you sow. And, um, you know, it, it came back to bite me in a big way that not only from a business standpoint, um, all of the gains, you know, quote unquote gains that I had made by going outside of my moral compass, um, you know, were wiped away plus some, you know, like I was farther back from when I made that moral compromise. And so for me now, um, moving forward, um, especially in the industry that we're in and past industries that I have been in, you know, it's, there's a lot of opportunity. Hey man, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, you know, or however that looks in your particular business situation. Um, For me, no matter the cost, we will act within our moral compass and stick by our values. And a lot of times we'll lose deals from it. Mm. We'll lose opportunities. And, and we, as a, as a leadership team here at angel Arm we say, you know what, you know, the Lord's got our back and it's going to, the, the, what comes around, comes around is it's going to come around. The goodness of us sticking by our values is going to come around. And surely, you know, it later on, we're rewarded down the line greater than we would have been. Um, if we would have taken the worldly bait. So just always acting with integrity, no matter the situation, no matter the, the you know, little nugget that the world says, hey, you can get ahead by taking right. this, you know, don't take, don't take the bait because right. I've taken it. It's, it ain't worth it.
0: I love that vulnerability, man. That's going to help a lot of entrepreneurs because we've all been tempted with that, man. And are, are you uh, very forward facing with your faith? In your company, are you guys having Bible studies, or how do you incorporate your faith into your business? So
1: we, um, you know, obviously we're not a we're not a for Christian sure. company, quote unquote Christian
0: company. Of course, um, are we? And but, we agree well, with that whole mindset. That's that's really good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, but we're you know we're blasting worship music and song and Elevation and all these you know we love worship music. You know, so we're blasting it in the office, and guys are asking questions, and we do have a Bible study for our leadership. You know, but it's not, you know, going out and telling people, Hey, you know, it, it's not super aggressive to sure. our employees. We really live by example. That's right. And when they come up to us and they go, and something's different about you, you know, <laughs> I just, I get a different vibe from you. Like, why do you act like this? We believe that that's our time to, to say, this is why, you mm. know, because we follow Jesus and we believe in Jesus and, that's and, right. and give them really our, our testimony, which is we believe is the most powerful.
0: That's awesome.
1: So Um, you know, that, that's really how we live it out here, here at Angel Armour and really with all of our different entities and businesses.
0: That's great. So I got two questions for you. Number one, what do you look for in an employee? And number two, what makes a good entrepreneur? So go number one first. What do you look for in a good employee?
1: Humble and hungry. (laughs) We want, yeah, we want, we want employees who are coming in, who are saying, Hey, I want to learn. I want to be a part of the culture, um, you know, and, and I don't know it all, but I'm willing to bust my butt and do whatever it takes to for the success of the team and to be part of this team. and And we believe, as a leadership team, that anytime somebody's willing to to learn and willing to sacrifice for the team, like that's somebody that we want on our team. And even if they have old tendencies or don't know everything about the particular industry or product that we're in or whatever it may be, they're willing to learn it. And they're willing to learn it in a way that's going to benefit the team as a whole. Um, so so that's really what we're looking for. Um, past experience, you know, looking at their productivity is definitely a piece of it. But, but I truly believe that, um, some of our, our most successful employees here who've moved up the ranks, they don't have, you know, college experience. Yeah. They don't, they haven't started a business in the past. They don't have these shining, you know, uh, resumes that are just, wow, this person's accomplished so much. It's just, they're just humble and hungry. They're willing to get in the trenches with the team and do the work, um, in an honest and integral way and, um, learn.
0: You know that's exactly probably what makes a great entrepreneur as well, humble and hungry. What else in terms of outside of that would make a good entrepreneur?
1: Um, for my brother and I, and for a lot of people that we that we work with, um different entrepreneurs kind of in our network is and, and what I believe truly for me is um we will always seek wisdom mm. and we have never arrived, right? and so, every entrepreneur when I, when I had my time with you guys, um, anytime I'm going out and, and talking with other entrepreneurs, I'm like, what can I learn? You know, tell me about your struggles as an entrepreneur. What were the mistakes that you made just similar to what you guys are doing for this, for this group of people who are listening on the podcast is seeking wisdom, which is also biblical. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, For me, it's as entrepreneurs, whether you have a $1,000 business or you're doing a billion dollars in business, um, keeping the mindset that we we have never arrived, like we will never arrive. And so always seek wisdom, always continue to learn and better yourself so that you can as a leader – better your employees and lead by example. So for me, that's, that's what we continually strive to do. And when I look for mentors and, and other entrepreneurs, that's what I'm looking for. So talk Humble to me. Humble and hungry. That's, I love that. That's
0: beautiful. I got to use that. Humble and hungry. I'm going to do it. David's hungry right now. I can hear his stomach growling. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to, uh, I, I know you want to leverage your business for kingdom impact. You know, we, we talk to a yeah. lot of Christian entrepreneurs, Talk to us a little bit about what you want to see happen with your business, uh, in the culture and, and maybe in the culture in general, in terms of business people and entrepreneurs rising up to do something awesome for God in the world.
1: Yep. I think everybody, you know, what's interesting is God keeps each one of his leaders in specific kind of lanes, yeah. you know, the Bible talks about how everybody's a part of the body, right? And that's a different part of the body. So you know, and just the way that we do business and treat customers, um, the way that we focus on relationships and maintain our integrity through conversation, through the deal, um, through, you know, really just focusing on relationships. I mean, business is all about relationships. Yeah. And when you're involved in a relationship and you're acting by your moral compass and acting with integrity and always by honesty, The person can feel that, you know, that's a tangible um, relational skill that ultimately causes people to go, you know, something's different with you guys. Uh And we get that all All the time time from customers, you know, they'll come into our booth and they'll be working with us and they'll say, what's up? You guys are just different, you know, and that is the opportunity for us to forward the, the kingdom mission just by sharing our testimony. Hey man, we've been called in to do this. And, and this is my faith. You know, we, we believe in Jesus and we follow his, we follow his morals and principles and we guide our business and do business through his morals and principles. And they go, well, what's that about? Uh-huh. You know, and that, you know, that's another opportunity just to go deeper and deeper with somebody, you know? And so that's, that's how we use our, um, that's one piece of it. You know, the other piece is, Profits, you know, a business ultimately, hopefully, in the future, always kicks off profits and, and dollars. You know, yeah. so where are your dollars being used and spent? Are they being spent um, for worldly stuff? Which, you know, obviously, we all need to maintain our lives and our families sure. and, and those basic things. But um, also, are you supporting other kingdom causes of other entrepreneurs in other lanes? That's Also, fighting in the mud next to you. You mm. know, so we're all in this you know, we're in the military and and law enforcement business. So we always use like battle analogies with life, you know, like, so we're all in this trench warfare together, fighting for what's good. Right. And so when you see another brother taking grenades over there, you know, you can give him resources and go and help him in his fight. When you get a little bit of a break and a lull. you know, so that's, that's a big piece of um, continuing the kingdom fight
0: for us. That's right. We all need each other. You know, I, we, yeah. we want to give you a couple, I want to give you four rapid fire questions. These are meant to be just short and sweet. And then we're going to talk about the yep. faithful five as we wrap this up. But these are fun facts because Jason and I, we, we, we ask a lot of entrepreneurs ask us and we ask other entrepreneurs, just kind of fun facts. What's the biggest check ever your company's received?
1: uh, uh <laughs> the biggest check, I think was around a million bucks. Okay. Yes. What's the, what, that's nice. I'm What's, so jealous. Okay. Hey, but
0: remember <laughs> That check doesn't mean squat because the next question, what's the biggest expense you've ever had in one particular expense? (laughs) Way bigger than that. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. That's so funny. People that aren't entrepreneurs are like a million dollars. Well, there's always expenses tied to it. You should see the bills. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that kind of sounds like David and I, our biggest check is still in the six figure range in the hundred thousand dollar range, but our biggest expense is in the million dollar range. So it would be nice if those were reversed, right? That would be nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It takes a lot of time for that to happen. That's right. What was,
0: what's your biggest embarrassment in business to date? Can you think of anything? (sighs)
1: I just think sometimes if you if you know you're getting up on stage and you're on, you know, sometimes we're doing press briefings with police departments and stuff, and I stand up there and they'll ask me a question where I'm like, you know, fumbling and oh man, that's brutal. You know. So um, you know, I mean just fumbling in front of people as an entrepreneur and it's part of it. You know, you just gotta you know, get up there and put yourself out there and put yourself in vulnerable situations. And sometimes you're going to look like an idiot, you know, you what know? and I'm okay with that.
0: You know what I found when Jason and I get up and we'll speak, or I personally will be doing a presentation. If I just put myself in their shoes and say, Hey, I just want y'all to know I completely drew a blank. I have no idea what I'm supposed <laughs> to say next. So let me just look at my yep. notes. And then it kind of, everybody's now, it breaks the ice and it helps out. It oh. warms. Warms the eyes for sure. Now, what's your uh, what's the biggest aha moment that you've had in business to date?
1: Um, I think you know one point during our business, we had surrounded ourselves with um, a lot of people in the industry, in the law enforcement industry, and we thought, hey, you know, new being into the industry, let's surround ourselves with experts. And a lot of those people ended up um, not living by the same moral compass that we did. weren't really vetted by the employee values that we had just talked about humble and hungry and um our company went through a real real rough time i mean it was super difficult where we were not you know hitting the sales numbers we needed to hit it to hitting we weren't you know really pushing the bounds of growing a business and it was difficult and everybody in the business was really suffering from it Um, and one day we just said you know what, we're done. We went and fired the entire sales team wow. in one day. Oh. And myself and our general manager, we started doing sales, slowly bringing on new people, really um, hiring by the values that we've talked about in this podcast. And um, that sales team today, like we just had our best month we've ever had. Wow. this, uh, this month, which or this last month, which is a crazy, huge blessing, you know, especially in these times. So, um, you know, that aha moment was if we always talk about there's seats on a bus, everybody has a seat on the bus, you know what I mean? But yeah. sometimes they can be in the wrong seat, That's right. you know, and if they're not willing to move seats on the bus, then they're out, they need to get off the bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's nothing personal, it's business. And, and, um, so for us making that change shifted our culture as a business to a positive, um, in, in a huge positive perspective and also got the whole company motivated sales started to ramp up, but it was a really difficult kind of aha moment where it's like, okay, this isn't working. We got to just, rip the bandaid off and start from square one. And that was the best thing we ever did for the business.
0: And that's why you're an amazing entrepreneur because entrepreneurs do things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we're going to end with this. We always end with the faithful five. Obviously David and I talk about expert ownership. We we want to teach you how to own your business without it owning you to leverage your business for kingdom impact. But ultimately we want to help you own the five core areas of every entrepreneur's life. That's your faith, your family, your finances, your fitness and your friendships. Okay, if you take one of those five areas, I want you to tell me how you're owning it in your faith or your finances or your fitness or your family or your friendships. One of those areas, pick one. Tell me how you're owning it.
1: Okay, so, um, you know, again, just being vulnerable because I think that that's a good spot for us all to be, right? You that's know, right. being vulnerable is, for me, my fitness. Mm. I've always struggled in that area. Um, Whether it's, you know, hey, I'm tired in the mornings or, you know, hey, you know, worked a 10 hour day. I don't have time to work out after work or hey, I need to be with my wife, you know, after work. And so I always had excuses, always, you know. And so for me, I have such a hard time with that fitness piece. And um, so I've just been forcing myself, you know, 5 a.m. I'm like, it's, you know, no matter what it takes. And, you know, we were joking back and forth and I was joking with my leadership team here. My alarm went off at 5 a.m. the other day and the baby was up almost all night. And I literally drugged myself to the closet, put on my workout gear. And I was like out (laughs) in the cul-de-sac waking up still in the cul-de-sac. But when I saw that sun going up and I love to run to worship music, you know, and the music's blaring and the sun's going up. I'm like, (sighs) my engine started cranking and I started running, you know, so (laughs) it's for me. I just, to charge forward in the area where I'm struggling, I just have to blindly be putting one step in front of the other. And even though it doesn't feel good and I'm struggling and I'm not doing a good job, it's like, screw it. I'm putting one foot in front of the <laughs> oh, other. We're so going to see what happens.
0: <laughs> that's so good. We had um, When we were kids, we had a, a piece of paper stapled on our ceiling as young boys. It said, action precedes motivation. Get up. Because you know what? That's you just, just got to take an action. And then the motivation yeah. will come. Oftentimes, you're not motivated to act, but you still got to act nonetheless. Yeah. So good job, man. Hey, this has been a fantastic podcast. We're so thankful to have you on, man.
1: Man, I'm thankful for you guys and just thankful for your leadership and what you're doing. You know, your guys app, the Ben and Brothers app. We have a huge group of guys in the business and friends, believers and non-believers now that are getting on and, and doing the daily Bible study and listen to your guys' commentary. So I just thank you guys for your leadership, both for the kingdom and in business. You're, you're an unbelievable example for myself and uh, all the entrepreneurs across the world. So thank you guys so much. Keep it up.
0: Thank you, bro. You too, buddy. What a humble guy. I'll tell you what, even the way that he looks for his employees, he says, I want them to be humble and hungry. I'm taking that because that is excellent. But I'm telling you, the the thing that I like best about Josh, and, and you probably heard this as it was coming through, on the podcast, that he is very energetic, like go-getter guy, but he's relational. Yeah. And those two things, man, if you've just got, just get some energy. And like he said at the end, if you don't have the energy, get up and start exercising. Get That's yourself right. some energy. But get once you once you've got energy and passion and you're good with people, you do not need schooling to be good at business. So stay humble, stay hungry, and go own it. Let's do this expert ownership. God bless you guys. Hey, if you're looking to crack the code to have financial freedom, a thriving business, and a life of impact, the best resource we know is our Expert Ownership course, where we take you through a step-by-step process to help you become a CEOpreneur. You can earn more income and even have more impact, especially with those people that matter the most to you in your family and in your friendships. ExpertOwnership.com is your course.